in the next uh, how many minutes and then we will close because today I promise we will close early so we will try and close early was that a blessing? yeah we take things for granted too much we don't pay attention and it has even caused people's death yeah how can your senior pastor die? Me, who is not your senior pastor, you see the face of a senior man of God in your dream. The banner is standing in your auditorium. You will not lift, and your senior pastor is sick, he had his kidneys impacted. You will not begin to lift a prayer. You assume it's me, and that was it. We lost it. Are you good? What was that? Or, Bernard knows where it is. That, yeah, that is, that is it, somewhere there. All right, so let me go back and talk to you equipped for the work, work, work of ministry. Equipped for the work of ministry. Equipped for the work of ministry. Equipped for the work of ministry. I have said over the past how many weeks, if you go to... How many of us are on Spotify? You use the app called Spotify. No, nobody, you don't use Spotify, you use Spotify. So if you go to Spotify, look for He Breath and Man Became, or look for Mark Agbeko. You see a podcast, they just subscribe to it. This particular series, I think we have up, up, about part 20 sitting there now. Many, many years ago, I found a certain man of God in Nigeria. And when we listen to his teachings, myself and my friend, there's this guy who used to be on, on um, uh, TV3. He's called Diamond Nyameko. He's a lawyer. He used to do a program called Masem. You remember that fair guy? Diamond was my worship leader. It was Diamond who handed microphone to me this way. While he was leading worship, it was Diamond who handed microphone to me this way and said, take and start leading. And I took the microphone and sang two songs. I gave the microphone back to him. <laughs> and that is, that is how the Lord now officially introduced me into, into the grace of uh, worship and praise, even though he had blessed me with a gift. I didn't know how to express it. So Diamond and I visited Nigeria in 1999. And I only mention the name of the man of God because for some reasons... Mentioning people's name becomes like a point of endorsement. And we discovered this man of God. He actually discovered the man of God. He came down and brought some of his cassettes. His senior brother used to fellowship in that church. He brought those cassettes. He brought a cassette and we listened to it like, wow, what a man. And this man will start a series of teachings. And he will be doing part 50. Hey, revelation be what? When he opens his mouth and begins to talk, there are depths. There are depths. So, um, Ernest, come to me. Come to me. Let me tell you something. Come to me. Come. The man will speak depths. Serious depths. And I remember praying to God. I said, God, that, that thing the man has, I want some. I don't know how. But when I start a subject, I cannot, I cannot uh, preach a, 
a short message like that, even though I can preach short, short messages. But whatever I start teaching, it prolongs, it goes. So if I were in the Old Testament, they would have called me a major prophet. <laughs> I know so. They say there are some prophets, some prophets who talk long and some prophets talk short. <laughs> but in, in the body of Christ today, there is no major prophet and minor prophet. We are worrying our soul by saying somebody is major, somebody is minor. Prophet is prophet. Which one is the major, which one is the minor? Some prophets only talk plenty. Their vision is a lot. That is why you are calling major does it mean that the anointing on the minor is not as powerful? No. Bernard, please come to me. Unless you didn't get what I said. Take this. Uh-huh. You are not flowing quickly. Uh-huh. How do I know? Katubishikaya. <laughs> so, I began to pray to God and God gave me this thing. So, listen to me carefully as I talk in the next few minutes, Okay about equipped for the work of ministry. All of us sitting here have a call. You are called by God. Whether you are a housewife, whether you are a house husband, whether you, you were born in wedlock, out of wedlock, on top of the lock, beneath the lock, beside the lock, wherever you were born, listen, there is a call of God upon you. Psalm 139 speaks of how God made you wonderfully and fearfully made we are the wonderments of angels the sum of his thoughts concerning you is numerous so God have a plan for you and you have a call therefore you should exhibit that call in the ministry to serve people some people are called into business some people are called into the world of commerce the world of preaching the world of being a lawyer and engineer everybody have a call somebody may just one day a, a taxi driver brought some people to my house and i was negotiating with him and he got angry and then he said he said and me i'm just an ordinary driver so whatever you want to give to me give to me and go say hey i said brother brother please stop it don't don't say that you are not an ordinary driver you have a call the fact that we are trying to negotiate does not mean I should demean you, look down on you. No way. You have a call, and that call is genuine. It, it sometimes it's not about struggling in life, and so I want to be a taxi driver. That person is called to be in a particular profession. He serves and serves so well. There's, there's a brother who said he visited a church in Sweden. And he says he wants to go back to the church again. He said when he got to the entrance, there was a gentleman who was welcoming people. And he said when you see the height of the guy, and the way he was in his suit, and the way he would shake you and the smile, he says he wants to go back to the church. That guy is called to do that thing. So you have a call, and you have to discover that call and leave it and fulfill it. You understand? That is why we are talking about equipped for the work of ministry. Equipped meaning each and every one of us have to receive grace. And grace is impartation. Grace is resource. Grace is divine enablement. Something ordinarily you can't do. Even though you have grace for it. There are people who have money today, they can't do certain things. Look, they have serious money, but they cannot do because the ability to do does not just lie with money. It lies in certain factors. And they cannot even use their money to organize the factors. And so you need grace, divine enablement. 
like an anointing that comes on you and that fills you from inside and empowers you enough to be able to do the things that you do. Jesus, Paul said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul said in Galatians, nevertheless not I, but it is Christ that lives through me. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the verse 10, it says that I, Paul, I am the last of all apostles. However, I labor more than all of the apostles. Nevertheless, not I, but the grace of God that is with me. The Bible says that shall we continue to sin and cry the grace of God, the grace of God? No. The Bible says that grace empowers us to overcome. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that as his word go forth, the Bible says that grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. When we hear the word of God, grace is supplied. When we receive wisdom, grace is supplied. So as the word of God is coming, we are releasing divine wisdom, divine strategies, divine enablement to empower you so that when you go back into your field of work, when you go back into your field of service, your field of ministry, you'll be able to express yourself powerfully without you failing because God is counting on you. Because God is counting on you. He didn't give you that talent or that gift just for fun. He gave it to you for a unique purpose because he knows. He says, I know as for Abraham. I can't leave this secret away from him. I know he will command his children after him. So I'm going to talk to him and tell him. There is something that attracts God to us. When we begin to walk and exhibit our capacity, our callings and our abilities, God gets attracted to us. He says, I can talk to this gentleman. He can release more of my abilities. He will command many generations to come after. Listen, God is giving you grace because he has seen that you are faithful and that he can give you the ability to do the things that you must do. However, we have been saying that for us to express our calling, we have to go through process. We've said so many, many things. We have to go through process. Process is not pleasant. Process is not sweet. But when you understand process, and you understand their call, you will be like Jesus. You say, for the joy that is before me, I will endure. As though they are crushing your feet, you say, no, I will just stay. As though your boss is blasting you, you will stay. Because you know that at the end of the day, you will come forth as gold. Job says something in Job, is it 23? He says that I go south, he's not there. I go east, he's not there. I go west, he's not there. But him, God, he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. God is making you a gold. God does not want to present you to the world and the nations and all you will create is atrocities and troubles for everybody. God wants you whole and pure. He wants to give you to a husband or a wife. But he doesn't want to give you, you this raw, you self, me self, I, I self, to that man or that woman because he knows that you will destroy that good thing. So sometimes you may go through process. Sometimes also the Lord needs the marriage in itself to actually deal and process the me, I, I out of us. Yeah. So sometimes the marriage is God's washing machine. Ah, 
have met this darling. I will marry her. He said, ah, what a man. My heart is beating. My heart throbs. He said, okay, my chamber for process has started. And he pushes the two in. <laughs> but why did he shake your head? <laughs> it's a reality. <laughs> you see now. And we go in and God begins to process us. Do not waste your experiences and your crisis. Listen, friends, don't waste your experience and crisis. Slow down to the, to, to the speed of God and ask God, what is the revelation of Christ in this for me? What am I learning in this thing? Sometimes you would have gone through a sickness for a certain season. It's not to destroy you, but the Lord just wants you to come to a certain place of revelation. There's one of the men of God who have impacted my life so much. I wouldn't mention his name. I brought the book here. The other day when I was sharing the story about, about how I went into Juju, a born-again believer who backslided. Eh? Somebody also became fetish priest secretary. I, I, I don't understand that one. You want to be a secretary, you will not be a proper secretary. It's a fetish priest you'll be a secretary for. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Daniel, he was a fetish priest secretary. Malam secretary was taking notes for Malam, writing people's name and doing kululu with Malam. Can you imagine? But after I backslided, there was, there was this book that I bought in 1991. I don't know, as the Lord delivered me, I went back reading the book. I don't want to mention the name of the man. He's so impacted by, he wrote a story in the book. He got to a point, he became very busy preparing notes and preaching for people and he's blessing people. He's a, but he himself was growing lean in his heart. And at a point he became very sick and was in the hospital bed. Letters began to flow from all over every part of the world. People were writing and blessing him. While he was dealing with his sickness, people were blessing him with letters and writing good about him. The Lord says that now I have you. Now I have your attention. Yeah, now I have your attention. Why? You have been preparing notes and blessing people, but you yourself, you don't feed yourself. It is time to feed. So in his hospital bed, I think he had stroke or something. <laughs> that is when he had to begin to build his spirit. Process, if we understand it, is really sweet. Sometimes the Lord inflicts the wounds of the physical body in order to deal with the corruption of the soul, the infliction of that pain, and the infliction of the trouble, the challenges on the other side is actually the lost deliverance of the soul. I've been saying the story. There's this man, a world president, who got involved with a woman. Have you seen him? A pastor doing come out for him. Have you seen it? No. But immediately the public disgrace came what happened everything fell in place deliverance has happened <laughs> the infliction of physical conditions sometimes is clear the clear speech and the voice of god speaking to our process in dealing with the corruption and the seed of the soul that look god knows that if you put one million dollars in your hand he will never see you again he knows he knows you he knows you he knows you me me i i think i know why he grabbed me quickly because if I end, I wanted to go to America at all costs, I didn't go. I wanted to go to Britain at all costs, I didn't go. If I had gone to America, who knows? Charlie, you see me, I'll come and I'm, I'm doing Hollywood and one woman here, one woman here, and alcohol then. And I'm, one of my pastor friends, he wanted to go to America. We prayed and the Lord opened the door. When he went to America, he started doing women drinking 2 a.m. He's, he's in ditches and police arresting him. And he called one of our friends and told him, he said, listen, Daniel has never seen Babylon before. He should come. He should come to America. Daniel, who is gone, should come to America and see what Babylon looks like. He said, we are living the life. 
and the Lord had to grace me. I began to live prophetic word and began to speak into his life and speak correction to him. Many years ago, speak engineering into his soul and begin to remove him and speak realities to him. Today, he's a great apostle. If you listen to him, very deep, very unique. Very unique. So listen, the Lord, all of us, we are in some roller coaster of the Lord. All of us, we are in some washing machine. We are in some process of God. And don't waste that process. It may be painful. Sometimes it's disappointing. You look at yourself and say, ah, look at me. Feel this self. The way I just dealt with that guy. I should have dealt with the guy. It's okay. It's okay. Stop blaming yourself. For he has not blamed you. He has welcomed you. Come boldly before the throne by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10, 19. Forgive, 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 forgive yourself. Take the pills of forgiveness and move on to the next level because your God has not rejected you. Amen. I told somebody yesterday, I said, you, if you were God, some of us will never even be born again, including you, your God self, you yourself, you'll not be born again. I told the person, I said, the way you are behaving, we, we will never, never even have the thing called transformation, opportunity for transformation. And then you, the God self, you, 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 too, you, will not, you will not be born again. And the person blasted you well, 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 well. <laughs> but it's true. I'm speaking the truth. Because sometimes we as human beings, see, the word focus on where the crack is. That's the word. Where the crack is. But do you know what God focuses on? He looks beyond the cross. And he sees you. Bible said, Jesus said, my father, my father, why have you? forsaken me that was you and I on the cross and he looked no but beyond the cross he sees a brand new Barbara a brand new Samuel a brand new David a brand new Albert a brand new Regina a brand new Moses a brand new unique woman he sees you and he says that is my beloved son he said I bless this one I put grace on him I don't and devil come and says have you not heard the other day he insulted somebody he says that their righteousness is of me he cannot have a righteousness of his own look on him carefully I'll put all that I am and will ever be in righteousness on this man so he says son regardless of your condition Hebrews 4 the verses 14 15 16 he says therefore we do not have a high priest who have not been touched with this infirmity this struggle of life yet this high priest succeeded so he has has passed through the heaven and he has paved a more excellent way for us therefore you come boldly in time of need to come and obtain grace and mercy to help you in time of need so the devil when he said have you seen that guy that guy and God says listen it doesn't matter God knew Job as a human being but God says to, the, to Satan have you seen my servant Job so the Lord makes a boast of you. And if you're not careful, you lose the opportunity to process. No. Take this one. Take this one. You know, I'm some way in the house. If I buy something and I say it is for Samuel, no matter how troubled you are, it will remain Samuel's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how troubled you are, I will make sure Samuel gets that thing. I'll promise you and I'll get you another one. But this one, I saw Samuel in it. I just said, I don't know how. 
If you are not careful, you transfer somebody's blessing. Um, if you are not careful, you will just transfer somebody's blessing. Yeah. I was not here. I was ministering and I took water and gave to a woman and I began to minister to the woman. And then I started talking about how they gave water out to somebody. How can water connect to water? And begin to speak of her pain. The pain she is going through. We have to be designing. Eh, we have to be designing. Be sharp, sharp in the spirit. If not, you lose an opportunity. So don't waste your process. Now we talked. And we came to this point last week. And we said that when we go through process, one of the good things that happen to us is that our motivations begin to change. I am going to marry. And I will show all my family members that me to have married. What kind of motivation is that? Which, which type of motivation is that one? Hey, I will do ministry, eh? and the whole Ghana will gather to me. Look, you will never do that ministry. You will never. Today, the way I will prophesy is a lie. You will never do it. Let me tell you a funny story. I took my first boy to school those days. <laughs> he was in, is it primary one or something? I parked the car. That brown um, Santa Fe I used. I parked this car. The engine was on. The AC was on. Good music was on. I was in my suit. And I told myself in my heart, when I, when I finish with the teachers talking to them, when I get on the motor, the way I would drive. Hey! I promised myself I would drive quickly and get to the office. I finished talking to my son's teacher and whatever, whatever. I came to the car, I tried to open the car, the car was locked. Oh! Me who said I would get to the office very early and finish some things. This one is a devil. Ha! Ah, the devil is trying to prevent me. No, I was going to kill myself. I'm actually going to kill myself that day. Yeah, I'll kill myself. God saw it and said, look at him. This one, if I don't speak to, if I speak to him, his ears, he will not even hear. He will say, it's the devil that is talking. So let me do my own thing. Let this car just lock up. And it locked. We have to now go and look for a welder somewhere. We walk, 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 came back. The welder came to do his gymnastics and open. And then I had to say, thank you. I have to carry the welder, drop him. I have to serve and all and be patient. By the time I got to office, it was around 9 o'clock. <laughs> you have to not be giving explanation. But God saves. So your motivation begins to change. And today, many people don't know why they attend church. I don't have time to even talk about that. Many people don't know. Look, they have been promised some heaven and hell. That is why they attend church services. But listen, I think the next series I'm going to start doing is the purpose of the church. Maybe. And when I get to talk about the purpose of the church, you will find your calling and expression of your calling deep inside that thing. You should become very powerful in your environment, even in your office. You should be very powerful. If you are a prophet, or let me ask you, your bedroom, when you close your eyes, can't you still walk to your bedroom? You know the way to your bedroom. You should be very powerful in your environment. But motivations must be set right. Why do you want to marry? Why do you want to have children? God blesses, right? Why do you want to do ministry? Why do I want to start business? Why do I want more people? Is it that me too, they must know that I am a man of God, that people are scattering? 
today a lot of men of God have lost their motivation. They are like Saul. Because the people are scattering, they decided to do something. And the Bible says that that day, he said, leave here, I do not know you. Do you know that word, that word, no. I do not know you. It's used in a marital sense. Very powerful. And it's Jesus saying that, it's like, it's like a woman coming to the husband and say, honey, we are pregnant. He said, for who? <laughs> hey, we did deliverance. He said, oh, for who? <laughs> we healed the sick for who? Ah, didn't, didn't you see me putting people together and I had 100,000? For, for who? For yourself or for me? I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. I will build, not Mark will build. I keep saying, I said, the rent, the rent of this place, if God says you will not pay, then it's up to him. He shouldn't pay. Ah, I didn't call myself. He called me. He has to take care of me. He has to take care of this thing. I have a job today. I never attended an interview. Yeah, I never attended an interview. They just handed a job over to me like that. Start, go, quickly, 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 run, do that. Listen, your motivation must be right. Me too, I want to be a boss so that everybody will know. You oppress people because you refuse to learn. So we have a lot of pastors, their motivations aren't correct. We have church members, their motivations aren't correct. And there is a clash in the realm of the spirit in which even the gift of God is received in the body. Can I say something to you? Do you know God cares about you? The hair that is on your head, he has counted it. Is it that problem he will not step in and do? You think, he's, you think, you, you think he is so blind that he doesn't want to save you from that situation? God loves his people. He will minister to you. He will come to you and say, my son, I'm giving you a dream. And in this dream, this is it. Come back to me and seek answers. Let me talk with you. Let me, for the next six months, you are going to discover God on a whole new level. By the time he is done with you, your motivations have changed. I ask that the Lord will bless you. I ask that the Lord will show you kindness. Give me, give me some 10 minutes of your time. Now, when we go through process, I want to touch on maybe two, and then next week I'll touch on worldview health. When we go through process, our identity health get changed. What makes you feel relevant? You were with me, we visited my friend in Ho. Did you notice something about him? He'll wear the same shoe. The whole of the week we were with him for the program for about four days, he'll wear the same shoe. He'll wear the same dress. He'll wear the same trouser. And I kept watching him. Do you know what he was doing? He doesn't want the people around him to feel inferior. Whatever you are, you can come. Whatever you have, you can wear. Today, there are pastors' wives who will not go to church services because on Wednesday, during Wednesday church service, a church member wore a particular dress she bought. Did you go to the same market? Is, are your motivations the same? The particular dress she bought that she would wear for occasions, the church member wore it Wednesday church service in the evening. So it's competition for her. What, what kind of motivation is that? We are destroying the work of God. So our, our sorry, our, our identity health had to be sorted out. 
So when you go through process, you begin to know who you are. The question is, do you know who you are? Do I know who I am? If a man, as when you open the windows, and you hear a man or a woman running, running and say, I am a man, I am a man, I am a woman. What do you think is wrong with that person? Something is wrong. Ah, we see you, we know you are a woman. You are still running and shouting, I am a man, I am a woman. Something is wrong. May the devil not touch our identity. Amen. See, when Satan came to Jesus Christ, look at his temptation. And this temptation has run rife from Genesis. He came to Adam and Eve and said, did God say that when you eat, this will happen? Adam and Eve was too quick on discerning. The Lord said that when we eat and we will this and that, he said, no, he's lying. He actually knows that when you eat this thing, you become wise like him. Identity. Who they are. Identity. So they quickly grab it and eat. The same devil. Let me jump over them all. The same devil came to Jesus Christ in the wilderness. And I've given you snapshots throughout the Bible. Came to Jesus Christ in the wilderness. You, if you see, you are the son of God. What question is that? It's a question that hits his identity. If you claim you are the son of God. If you claim you are God. And today, that is what happened. Before you see somebody will tell you. The other day, some years ago, my wife and I, we went to see somebody off at the whole station. Then one of the drivers met or driver started misbehaving. I spoke and the guy got angry and told me, Bamala. And told me, Bamala. Do you understand Bamala? You don't understand Bamala? Oh, it's a bush animal. And he said, I'm a bush animal. So if you don't understand your identity, what do you do? You also manifest bush animal to the person. <laughs> For every insult have a demon behind it. That is what makes us react. May God protect our hearts. Amen. I said, the guy says, I'm Bermala. And I said, ah, me. I'll be Bermala to you. <laughs> hey. Oh, goodness. That question of identity runs through scripture. Even as if that was not enough, you came to tempt me. If you are the son of God, turn this one into ah, you. If truly you can worship me and me, I'll give you the whole world. What is the guy? The guy wants to just feel big. I'll give you this, I'll give you that. And Jesus says, Then on the cross, this devil, on the cross, he comes again. And you, you claim you are the son of God. Save yourself and save us. <laughs> Jesus could have invoked the power of God at work and come off that cross and save the people. And everybody would say, Jesus, 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 great man of God, great man of God. But he failed. This identity thing is subtle. Prove yourself to me if you are a man or a woman. And you want to prove you don't have to prove anything to anybody. If you know yourself, you and yourself in your skin, you are the best company. Let's stop proving ourselves and explaining ourselves to people. You don't have answers to people. I mean, I mean, I mean, somebody comes to tell you, do you remember yesterday you were in this scene and all of that? Shut up. If my father have not rejected me, what is your right? You can, yes, men can lay charge. But who is he that lays charge against God's choice? If God says, I've chosen and forgiven. Who is he? Men must accept. But if God says, I've chosen and forgiven. 
Listen, as wicked as the men may be, their hearts will change towards that man. Get it right with God and get it right with men. Finish. Admit when you are wrong, but prove nothing to any man. Bible only says that prove yourself to God. It says servant of God need to prove himself to God. That is the only person we have to prove something to. We have to prove that truly the transformation he has given us is at work in us. So process is required for you to function well in your gifts and calling. Process is required to clean your identity well. If not, you will be a burden. Either to a wife, to a husband, to a church, to a people you lead, to an organization. There's this guy I know. He used to work around the Nashon area. They put a boss over him and he motivated everybody till they revolted against the boss. And then they made him the boss. And everybody also revolted against him. The seed you sow, you reap it. I have said me, I will never break anybody's wall. Take one stone to come and build mine. If the grace of God he has given me is not enough, I will seek him for more and I will seek for impartation. But to go and steal somebody's member and say, I'm building my, I'm deceiving myself. I know who I am. I know what I have. I know the gifts and callings of God upon my life. I know the depth of teaching that he has given me. I know it's not a brag. I teach stuff that many, many people don't teach. I see God in a particular way. Do I need to prove something to somebody? That me too, I'm a man of God. The fact that somebody have 50, 100, 200, does not mean I should put myself. Identity made Satan to fall. I will. He is called the anointed cherub. He is one of the creations of God. When he stands here, music begins to come out of him. I've been saying we have to be careful of our pride. Because the man, that guy, the, look, when he turns his hand, sounds are coming. He didn't pause for once to ask the person who made me, who is this person? But as they praise him, I'm sure the angels praise him, Bosu, Bosu, you will die. You, they will kill you. As they are praising you, they will kill you. That is how Saul's fall started. David has killed 10,000 and Saul has killed 1,000 and they praise. They say, this little boy and the Bible said the very day he got anointed and a tormented spirit came from the presence of God and started worrying him. And every now and then he wants to kill David. Process is required to change your the way you view your own identity. How you see yourself. How you carry yourself is important. You know some people they see themselves too much. They see, I told you the other day um, that I went to a church and I was sitting by the road. So the ushers were walking around and the activities were going. I had my iPad. So I opened my iPad. I started making some notes because I'm getting inspiration. It is me who is getting my inspiration. It's not the ushers' inspiration. It's not the pastor who is standing there. It's inspiration. Me, my own inspiration. And I'm writing. 
the, one of the ushers came to me. And look at it, the usher was in a nice hat. Church service was in a nice hat. Me, I'm making notes for God. Though. Me, I didn't tell him, remove that hat. You are in, you are in a service or so. And I'm not saying that wearing a hat too. In fact, on the first Sunday of every month, wear some, don some jeans, wear some boots, wear some hat, get some kujay on, and come to service. Yeah, let's do something like that. This guy came to say, boss, when the prophet sees what you are doing, you'll be angry. And I became angry in my heart. And I shut my laptop. Till now, the message I was writing on, on my iPad, till now, the message I was writing, I can't remember it. It's gone. When you see yourself like this, you lose opportunities. When they say sit here, you rather come and sit here, or you rather come and stand here. You lose opportunity. I don't have time to tell you stories, but I want to wrap up. When we go through process, one's role does not determine one's identity. The role you do. Me, I can sit here and anybody can preach. Me, sit here, anybody can preach. And I'll open my phone and be making notes, writing, making notes, and I'll be praying in tongues. Yeah. Because the Bible says a little, a little child shall lead them. You never know. When we go through process, the fruit of our lives is important to the declaration of our identity. The fruits of our lives. What comes out is important as declaring our identity. When we go through process, proper identity does not require this false, overrated, exaggerated, over-emotional, over-promoting yourself. I saw a video of one of our is it state ministers or something? Yeah, he's drunk and he's sitting there playing some reggae. I don't know if you've seen that video. I've not seen it. Oh, I don't want to share it. I'm not, I don't want to be the one announcing it. <laughs> and he's drunk and he's sitting in a plastic chair. But this is the movers and the shakers of the city. Sometimes you see people at the top and they have this false security around them. You can't get through to them. You want to get a soldier says, hey, a bodyguard says, hey. And after three years after they have left, you find them driving all by themselves or even with their driver. And there's no one soldier, one police following. I saw one MP. If I mention the name, all of you will know. I went somewhere around the Michelle campsite. I went, went, went. When I was coming back, I decided to pass somewhere to look at a land. When I went to the place, I saw the guy in his car park. I asked myself, is that the one? But when this one was on the throne, if you heard he was in the news and the actions, position does not determine identity. When we have our identity sorted out, you can be in a position that says, give up that position and let this one take over. And you are not moved. You are not moved. But people begin to fight. I had a story, there was a church, 
There was a fight, and that one somebody took the keyboard. This time, the one bought the keyboard. I said, "Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at all these confused people. You bought keyboard. You, yeah, I mean, too, I bought drum. I bought speaker. Take them and go." Somebody went to the pastor and said, "All the offerings I gave you should refund it." Me, I'll not remember. Me, I'll not remember how much you gave. I'll not. Say all the offerings and the tithe you should pay. And the pastor says, I should pay. Wrote a check and give. Have your identity intact. Pray to God. Lord, sort me out correctly. And you see, we also have to be careful what we ask of God. As you ask, he will bring it. Before my thing started me. I was praying to God. God, I need your fire. I need your fire. Cleanse me with your fire. Pet me with your fire. I need your fire. I need your fire. Then he said, okay, I'll deal with you. <laughs> so that I can deal with that little element that is, is a problem. And then the devil put a strategy. I'm going to rob him. Because I'm still going to use that to make him aware that he has to be extra discerning. He must not be impetuous and run ahead. Identity is important. In the realm of the spirit, identity is war. Let me repeat that. Look, in the realm of the spirit, if you get your identity wrong, you are finished. If you get it right, there is war. Can I say something to you? In Acts chapter 19, the, the sons of Sceva went casting out a demon out of some possessed person. And the demon manifested and says that, Jesus I know, Paul I know. That phrase again, Jesus I know, actually means Jesus has demonstrated his pedigree. And we know his capacity. We have observed him and we know how he is. He is ruthless. He is the all-powerful God. Paul too, we have been warned about him. That we should not come close to him. But you, where is your pedigree? Identity in the realm of the spirit is war. And if you do not get it, you will get things wrong. So a pastor can be doing something he calls the work of God, but it's actually on his own. Somebody is doing pure business, so you also want to do it. Hear from God. Last but three points, if there's anything like that. The one, my wife, we saw a shop. And my wife also said, they said they are renting it out and this and that and that and that. I said, pray. Pray. If I say don't, maybe I'll be punched. No, the woman is motivated. You are trying to stand in. Uh, have you seen passionate people before? People are passionate. Don't go and stand in their way. They will, they will, they will crush you. Uh, like my late spiritual father, some people were passionately fighting. They were passionately fighting. And I don't know who sent him. He went to want to separate. And as the Spirit of God will guide, when he got in and want to separate, he just realized that one of the guys carried, is it a cutlass or something, was throwing it. So he bowed down like this. And the thing landed on the other guys, and the blood was like that. They would have killed him. When people are in, in, in their passion, please be careful. Either you, you join them and push them. If it's a foolish passion, please don't join, because when they are being destroyed, you'll be destroyed. So I said, you know something? This one, just pray about it. Hey, I want to do this thing. You are saying I should pray about it and this and that. I said, no. I, you see the passion. If I get into the way of the passion, I'll be hot. So the best person, I mean, who, who can go and be fighting God? If you want to fight God, go and fight him. And I said, pray. 
Another time, he said, hey, I wanted to do it. I said, you just pray. Have you prayed about it? They said, it's just about this amount of money. It's, it's nothing. I can, I can organize this money from here and there and there. I said, pray, pray, just pray. Whether she prayed or not, some people came to buy the, uh, rent the place. And they are running the business. If you pass there, you wonder if you don't see traffic around the place. Some time ago, I had called. They have another space upstairs. I had called that we need a place for church. They told me they don't want a church in the place. And if you go around the place today, you see a lot of prostitutes. There is something in the ground that is attracting people to the place. And the thing that is in the ground is a spirit. And you see prostitutes, you see boys drinking. Even, even 5.30 when I'm driving home and I get to the place. If you are smart, you see the place I'm talking about. When I'm driving home and I'm getting 5.30 in the morning to 6, you still find ladies standing in the road and trying to stop you 5.30 in the morning. Then I'm going to plant my church there. Then my wife will plant a business there. What have we done to ourselves? I am sure that the person who have rented the place is telling, oh, God, why did I come into this place? Because there is no traffic. I asked my wife, I said, why did the people there move? Why did they move? Listen, get your identity sorted out. I said, the people who were there, their son fell sick. They said they had to do some operation. They need this and that. And another son fell sick. And then the business, we used to go in there to buy it. And the business come, kept coming down, kept coming down. I said, mm -mm, me, I will not go there. I will not go. Even I've not seen a vision. The signs on the wall is very clear. Number two, identity is powerful. Number two, and I'm saying two things under em your emotional health. We could say a lot, but I'm saying two things so that I close. When you go through a, a process, you learn not to become bitter. If I want to talk about bitterness, we're not close. You, you have been with me. You have been with me. You have seen people turn their back on me. You have seen people People you love, people you care for, people you take good care of. You are literally, this week somebody insulted me. Eh? He said, <laughs> Look, when you do anything for a person, do it and bless the person. Don't have any sense of entitlement. Hey. Me, I can do well in life with or without you. I say, hey, I'm not God, oh, please. Put me here. I don't want to go beyond that. I don't want to take the place of God. If I take it, he would judge me. You think what you have done, you have done for me, bless me before, you can use it against me? I said, please. I have never even stand anywhere to say a thing I've done for you before. Or anyway, I bless you. I don't want to be abused. If you don't take good care of your emotions, the enemy will take a lot from you. If you are about getting angry, let the Lord help you. And hold you just a little while. Like the story I told earlier before I started teaching. So that you can come out well. We have to refuse to become bitter. 
We have to refuse to become suspicious. You know that thing? Charlie, the way I'm looking at the guy, the way I'm looking at the guy, some, some people will call my wife and my wife will say, my dear, on the phone. And I know he's talking to a man. The way I'm looking, Charlie. <laughs> one day, one day, I'll tell you something. One day in the old house, <laughs> ah, we were there in the night around 9 10. Then a phone call came. My wife says it's the wrong line. The phone call came again. The phone call came again. I said, This guy, if you joke, I'll cut his testes into pieces. <laughs> my wife laughed and laughed. But I'm not suspicious. Women, hear me. Can I give you a weapon? Those of us online, let me give you a powerful weapon. Suspicion is not the same as discernment. Suspicion is not the same as what? No, repeat it so that you remember. <laughs> Your name, I keep forgetting. No. Ah, Julie, Julie, Julie. My sister's name is Juliet. My sister's name, my sister is Juliet. Juliana. Suspicion is never the same as discernment. Let me give you a tool. Bible says that when an unbelieving woman marries an, a believing woman marries an unbelieving husband, for her righteousness sake, the man is what? Sanctified. And the Bible says that I and my shoddy are what? You know that scripture? Very powerful scripture. <laughs> and if you and your shoddy, you are one. If you're sure to go wherever, will you not be there? No, do you understand the mystery? So don't suspect. Don't check anybody's phone. You see the comedy, the lady went checking somebody's phone, they packed more tissues for her. And then the guy locked himself away. And she had to use all the tissue as she was going through the phone. She was using the tissue. <laughs> don't stop worrying yourself. Descend the man by your spirit. Angel of the Lord, who watches over this family, as this man is going to see that woman again, let his car get spoiled on the road. When he picks Bolt and Uber, let the Bolt driver annoy him and be angry at him. Angel of the Lord, if he attempts and even forces himself to enter into that house, may the neighbors in the environment begin to fight him. But when he turns his car to come home, may the engine begin to respond properly. Ah. I had a story. One of my pastor friends said, there's this woman in his chair. The husband is stubborn. Stubborn, very stubborn. She has fought, fought, fought until revelation came. Start employing your angel. And then she started employing the husband. Come home. Ah, today, the way my car worried me. Some powerful meeting. My the next time my car has really been disturbing me this week. Oh boy. The angel is at work. Listen, stop reading phones. Design. Pray to God. Wherever my wife is, I want to know. Just say that. I want to know. Elijah said, Gehazi, where did you go? He said, no, I was by the door. I was standing there. He said, no, no, no. As you went down this place, did my spirit not go with you? But the man is standing here. The woman is standing here. But did my spirit not go with you? Stop worrying yourself sick. Let the spirit of the Lord that is with you go with the man or the woman. Go with your servant. Look, 
we went to, I was in Lagos, when I was working in Lagos, my driver did Kululu at the filling station. I shared the story the other time. Ah, I was sitting in the car reading a book. Apparently he, was, he had negotiated the fuel. And when I gave him money to pay, he took his portion and gave him what he had actually filled the tank. I wasn't paying attention to the meter. Immediately he sat behind the steering, the Holy Spirit said, transaction don't happen. Money exchange hand by this value. And I was getting angry. When we got in, and as he was about dropping the car key, I said, hey, I mentioned his name. I don't want to mention his name. I said, hey, you, whatever that happened at the filling station, if it ever happens again, you are fired. He laid on the floor. You know, you know, you robust. He laid on the floor. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'll not do it again. The spirit of the Lord with you should go. Stop worrying yourself. Stop fighting. You can discern your husband. It will, it will, you will just pray the prayer before you realize you'll fall asleep like that. And then the vision is clear. Ah, God, I thank you all. Lord, the Lord, the Lord has delivered me from certain things. Eh? If you pray, he will guide you. I have seen pastors die out of bitterness. One, two, three pastors, they die out of bitterness. Please don't die young. I'm not going into that detail. A woman came to me. You know, remember last week I was talking and I said, I mentioned a certain woman. And I said, I feel she's not in this world. But God, somehow keep her for me. Yesterday somebody was in my house and the person told me a story. And the person says, I have a woman's number. She's alive, but she felt sick. She had stroke. And I was the one who was praying and praying for her. I'll connect you. There and then the person called the woman and the daughter paid. And the person forwarded the number to me and said, by the close of today, I'll speak with her so you talk to her. Listen, this woman came to me and I looked at her and I said, stop poisoning your husband. Stop poisoning. Many, many women, housewives, they are poisoned. You see, sometimes you go eat at a certain spot, you go home, you'll be having funny dreams. They are poisoning you. Because the person who is preparing the food, not Jean Ankasa, the mindset and the things that she is going through is not correct. And she transfers it by her hand and the sweat of her hands into the food and prepare it. You eat, you have been poisoned. The woman was filled with bitterness and I told her, I said, woman, stop poisoning your husband. He said, big bro, I don't poison my husband. I said, stop poisoning your husband. I said, he said, big bro, I don't poison my husband. He said, big bro, how am I doing this? I said, you are bitter, you are angry and every food you are prepared, very soon you will die and leave you. Stop it. He said, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I will not do it again. I will change. Bitterness. I vowed very early never to be bitter because of what I have seen. In ministry, betrayal, betrayal, betrayal. May God help us. May God help you. If you are in any pain, any bitterness, the Lord heal you. The Lord set you free. I've seen people bitter. I've seen pastor, pastors bitter. The next thing is their kidney. All of them, three of them, bitter. The next thing, kidney. Bit, I don't know if the bitterness and as a matter of fact, in the Hebrew, the word offense is poison. The Bible says a brother offended. No, the word bitterness is po- means poison also. And the word offense is like imprisonment. It says a brother offended cannot easily be won. His contentions are like the bars of a castle. So when you are bitter, you are offended, you actually lock yourself behind bars. 
let prisoners escape every prison house be vandalized in the name of Jesus and I end on this note when we go through process the Lord adjusts our emotional health and we defy isolation when you are alone you don't feel you are lonely listen don't marry because you are lonely because if you marry because you are lonely the man will go to work you'll be, you'll be disturbing the man man oh yeah don't man don't marry if, if somebody wants to marry why do you want to marry me I said you are beautiful you are this um, and I'm lonely I need a place to be putting my emotions you, you could be in trouble you could be in serious trouble you could be in very serious trouble Would you continue to preach if two persons show up in church? Would you continue to preach if two persons show up in church? I'll preach. I mean, I'll preach like I'm preaching to. I remember some years ago when I started, I started alone. It was difficult for my wife. So she doesn't want to come to the service. I came alone, I arranged the chairs, and I began to preach, and I said, I see you, you are from Germany, ah, you are from Japan, and you, you are from here, and you, Nigeria, I'm seeing you here, and you, Senegal, and I began to prophesy, oh, and I preached powerfully, and prophesied powerfully, and I collected the offering all by myself, and, and we blessed God all together with the angels, and we closed, and we went home, and I was glad and joyful. And there was another time I went on the road and I cried. <laughs> I just stayed and I cried. I said, God, why is this thing so difficult? God, oh, this husband is disturbing me. I will not marry again. Who told you? <laughs> There's one woman. He said, Pastor Mark, I mean, I'm, I'm, this marriage, I'm going. I said, where are you going to? <laughs> Nobody will marry you. <laughs> Listen, don't allow bitterness. Don't allow isolation aloneness to destroy you when you have been processed me I can stay indoors for days without getting out I can be there for days give me phone give me internet give me water ah I am enjoying the company of somebody why should I be walking out it's even painful because Saturday I didn't want to step out early that is why I came Friday evening to come and get what I have to get in town because once I'm inside, I don't want to get out. The Lord bless you. The Lord show you kindness. The Lord show you favor. Put your hands on your head. Just put your hands on your head. Come on, I want you to pray and say, Lord, deliver me from every prison, every prison, every emotional prison, every emotional prison, every emotional prison. Lord, deliver me from it. Lord, set me free. Lord, loose me. Lord, 
Rekapa, Adata, Bata, 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 Rebebe, Sukotokoto, Berekate, Andakata, Bata, Debe, Sotoria, Bata, Antedeleko, Sibarakapa, Lord, loose me, loose me, every prison house, loose me, loose me, every bitterness and every power that is behind it, loose me, Antedekapa, Lord, if bitterness is poison, every poison that I've taken into my system, with your refinest fire, let me be cleansed right now. Every sickness that have come into my physical body, every offense, Lord, you can have a pure breed again. Lord, heal me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, set me free. I want you to tell the Lord, I am not going back the same. Lord, let there be an impartation. Lord, let me not go back the same. The reason why I came this morning, Father, touch me. Lord, touch me. Every sickness in my body, I demand that it goes right now. Every condition in my life, I demand that it disappear right now. Every situation in my family, I demand that that thing be destroyed. Every power of hell that seeks to destroy me, in the name of Jesus, every altar that stand around, that continue to speak accusations, I want you to pray. There has to be a transformation. Is it a child you are looking for? Ah, is it a job you are looking for? Is it an opportunity you are looking for? Until they become the entrance of his word, bring forth light and understanding. The law speaks light and understanding. I see beams of light entering into your spirit, entering into your soul. Until they become a I want us to pray. I don't know what work you do. I want you to present that work to God. That business presented to God. It, you, may be, uh, you may be just at home. Present that condition to God. 
You may be a housewife, house husband, whatever. Present it to God. You may be a student. Present it to God. Me, I'm an accountant by profession. I'm presenting it to God. I'm a preacher by profession. I'm presenting it to God by calling. By calling. I'm presenting it to God. You are a student. Present it to God. There are conditions and situations you are dealing with. Present it to God. And tell Lord, change this story. Lord, change this story. Lord, change this story. I am not going back the same. This week I am going to hear good news and there shall be a testimony. Ah, there is somebody you want to leave their job. Ah, it is time. Present it to God. Lift your voice. Talk to him. What is it that have troubled your mind? Submit it to the power of the Holy Ghost. I am saying, ah, the Lord will give you a testimony. I don't know, but I'm seeing babies in the atmosphere. The Lord will give you a testimony. Your story will change. That business story will change. That ministry condition will change. I want you to wrestle with the Lord for some time. Our Bible said, then the angel came to Jacob and said, what is, and, and asked Jacob, what is your name? And Jacob says, my name is this. Ah, tell, tell, tell that angel what your name is. Tell, tell that angel your condition. Ah, they have called you names. They have given you identities. They seek to destroy you. Ah, David said, Lord, how are they that increase that trouble me? Many are they that say of my soul, for there is no help for me in God. For thou, O Lord, you are a shield unto me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. I shall not be afraid of 10,000 people who set themselves against me run about. Submit that condition. Stories are changing. Testimonies are changing. Stories are changing. Ministries are changing. Callings are we have been robbed. We are being restored. And the Bible says, unto you who fear the name of the Lord, shall the son of righteousness arise upon you with healing in his wings. And you shall go out like calves released from the storm. And you shall trample down the enemy. I pray the rising of the son of righteousness upon his people, upon my life, upon my ministry, upon my calling. We are going out financially. We are crushing and crushing the enemy. We are going out in the power of grace. We are crushing every shame and disgrace. We are going out and every bad testimony concerning us. The Lord is changing to be good unto you who fear the name of the Lord. The son of righteousness shall arise upon you with healing in his wings. Oh Lord, change my story. Let them weep between the porch 
on the altar. I will restore the years of the cankerworms, the years of the caterpillars, the years of the palmerworms have eaten. I will restore. I am the God who restores. I am the God who restores life. I am the God who restores business. I am the God who restores marriage. I am the God who restores. I am the Lord I restore. He says, I will restore you. He says, you have not missed it. I have been with you. I will restore. Somebody cried to God, and the Bible said, and Jacob wrestled, and Jacob began to wrestle with the angel, and the angel said, leave me, for it is break of day, I want to go, and Jacob said, I'm not letting you go until, until you have blessed me, and he said, what is your name, he says, my name is Jacob, he said, from this day forward, your name shall no longer be called. Your name shall no longer be called a supplanter, a deceiver, shame and disgrace, barren, failure, ah, disappointment, and beaten man and woman. Your name shall no longer be called a failed ministry. Oh, I shall put a new name upon you. Your name shall be called Israel, one that is chosen by God, God's divine elect. You are God's choice. Yeah, you hearing the voice of the Lord? You are God's choice. Come on. Pray, Lord, change my name. Lord, change my story. Lord, change my testimony. I've been an emotional failure. Lord, change my story. I've been an emotional failure. Lord, change my story. I've been, I've been in the area of my motivation. I've been a failure. Lord, change my story. Oh my God, change my story. For oh. We worship you alone. You are me. You are far. Singing a blessing. And oh me.
You are so beautiful. For you alone deserve her glory. For you alone deserve the honor. Do a thing in our lives. Do a thing with our lives. Do a thing through our lives. That indeed, people shall say, look at the testimony of the Lord. For you alone deserve the glory. Shepherd. 